and welcome to episode two of the Chaos Cast. Two! Number two. I'm Johnny for Chaos Cards. I'm Amy for Chaos Cards. And uh, we are here talking about some cool stuff in tabletop gaming. Yeah, we've made it to a second episode. Second episode. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who listened to episode one. Listened and watched is available on YouTube, but also the first one went pretty well. Yeah. Available on many different podcasting channels, Spotify, Amazon Music. Uh, I think Google Podcasts. There's Maybe. many, many, <laughs> many places wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was nice to see people's thoughts on our favorite games. Yeah, yeah, and um, seeing people in over in the Discord. Yes, we can say Discord. We don't have to say Harpsichord over here. Wow. People over in the Discord sharing their thoughts and make sure to join that as well. I'll, I'll put a link somewhere in the in the description of the podcast, the video podcast. Put it in um, the show notes. The show notes, is that yeah. what they're called? Yeah, the show notes. Mm. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely get on that. But last week we talked about our favourite board games. Yes. And I think that was pretty good. We talked about some of the board game geek stuff going on as well. But this week we've got a bit of a different topic and it's kind of around mm. trading card games. Oh, I was going to say, I have no clue what the topic is going to be. So you came very... up with the topic. Wait. <laughs> I have no clue because I've slept. Yeah. And that is a very common thing. Poor Johnny has to put up with me going, wait, did we talk about this? But yeah, as you were. You, yeah, you came up with the topic um, and said you wanted to talk a bit about, because this week we've got the release of Flesh and Blood Slayer set, Outsiders. Yes, yes. Um, which is a very cool set to look at, and we'll get a bit into that into the, into the new release at the back end of the podcast. But um, Flesh and Bloods, Lorcana. One Piece, Digimon. It's coming back to me now. There is a part of me that goes, <laughs> do you remember this information? It's like, yeah, actually, because I'm really excited for Disney Lorcana. It's a brand new game, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not brand new artwork in that sense of like, they're characters we know and love. Exactly. So for someone who hasn't been playing a lot of TCGs, mm-hmm. it seems like a great way of kind of learning how to play a tabletop game, having something that's collectible, yeah. having something that the artwork isn't going to be like, I have no idea who Mulan is. Like, <laughs> who is this? And, um, yeah, the spoilers for that have been really, really cool. They have been really cool. So what we're talking about here is Disney Lorcana from Ravensburger, the game that is set to come out later this year, Yeah, which is going to be really interesting. And there's been spoilers that maybe there's going to be a second set in December, Ooh. which is quite nice. So Disney-based card game trading card game yep uh which is set to come out people are very excited for it and of course in the trading card game space it's been very much dominated over the last 20 or so years pokemon magic Yu-Gi-Oh. not necessarily in that order no but <laughs> also like digimon is around there is flesh and blood but yep. in terms of a fan base i don't think you get bigger than disney I, I don't know. I don't think like. I guess it, if you add in Star Wars and Marvel into the Disney brand, it no, is huge. <laughs> it's very much a kind of you name a character, and I think a lot of people had Disney films as part of their childhood. Yeah. So when we talk about about nostalgia, when we think about Pokemon, a lot of people go, "Oh, I collected that as a kid." Yeah. Disney has already got that appeal. Yeah. Um, so I'm very, very excited for it. But we know nothing about the gameplay. We, we, we've, we've, get, we've glimpsed bits and pieces, but it's not like, as far as I'm aware, there's been like a full, here's a game. Yeah, this, it, is, yeah. this is what happens. <laughs> this is how many cards you have in your hand. This is 
what you do with inks. This is what yeah, your, exactly. your kind of hero is. Can you play as a villain? Yep. Like, how does this work? Well, that's the exciting thing that we're going to hopefully see with Disney Lorcana when it comes out. But it is, this is a trading card game as well. So taking a full step back, trading card game. It's a card game that comes with booster packs. These are randomized booster packs where okay. there may be a rare or two in them. You pick one up, open the pack, you get a cool card, hopefully. That's, I mean, you always get a cool card. You always get a cool card, but maybe you get a super awesome mega cool card. Anything with foil on. Anything with basically, foil on. Like, does it shine? Does it <laughs> shimmer? And yes, then I'm there for it. And we get that excitement every time we open cards on stream. Absolutely. And that's a that's a big appeal of the trading card games. And they're called trading card games because you, you get together with your friends yep. and you trade them. I trade you two Dark Magician girls for a Dark Magician, something like that. Yep. Um, so that's what I remember I did as a kid. Some, and often those trades weren't very balanced or fair. No, because you, you, you always had someone who knew a little bit exactly. more than you. Yeah, yeah. And you've got people like myself who go... Actually, I just want to collect all the Clefairies. I don't care if they're not the most... You want that Charizard? Take it. Yeah. I don't care. It's not the Pokemon I want. Yeah. But I think with Lorcana, a lot of people are going to be quite savvy yeah. with it. So when I was a child, um, the reason Pokemon is so rare is because people played with it. People didn't collect it in the same way that people collect it. Now, there weren't a lot of sealed collectors and mm. things like that. But with Lulkana... They're already there. They're, they're <laughs> there. They are ready. They are waiting. And I think that's going to somewhat change the landscape, I think, for it. So it's not just going to be kids playing. Yeah. Well, it's a different and difficult environment now. It's, it's a, a stark contrast between base set Pokemon when it first came out to now, where you have so much information. You can head on over to the internet and type in how much is X and you're getting so many different results for, for what it is and we've seen that with Disney Lorcana when they gave some away at previous events and how much they've been going for um, it's difficult to tell and I think the first set is going to be is going to be pretty much like that as well we've seen that with things like Metazoo yes. and Flesh and Blood as well where their first sets have been the ones that have retained that kind of price and, and the collectability well it is it's the first yeah and that's what any kind of collector wants to get exactly. and looks for but I think Disney is a, a brand and a company that go big whether it's a film whether it's merchandise and things like that so I'm really hopeful that it's not going to be something that we only see a hundred of if I that don't makes think sense. yeah I think there'll, there'll be enough and especially with with Ravensburger who are very prolific at, at board games villainous I was uh, just looking <laughs> for it to there's grab one behind it. you uh, yeah so Marvel villainous and we've got these Ravensburger are pros. Oh, that's throwing me. Um, <laughs> um, but then also puzzles uh, and things like that as well. So uh, I think with their backing, with everything that's going on, it's going to be a decent... And I, I, I can't imagine that they'd underestimate how much of the appeal is going to be. And so much hype has been coming yeah. out about it as well. So I think it's going to be good. So I'm already trying <laughs> to plan like which collector box I'm going to yeah. get because that was the spoiler I saw it's not really a spoiler the reveal they showed it, yeah. of um you know you get your collector's gift and this is what it contains this is why you want this rather than just buying a standalone mm. deck and i think for that first chapter yep 
The first chapter. That's what it's called. The first chapter. <laughs> um, my hesitation is always because I'm like, I think I've got the word right, but there's so much crossover between, don't even get me started on mythic and majestic. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the first chapter, a lot of people are going to be getting that collector's set, so they've got everything they need to just start and play. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see how communities start to build as well. So I don't know whether people who regularly play Pokemon might move across to Lorcana or It'll be both. the same. Yeah, it just depends on your local game store, especially as well on, on what days they do their things. But I know that Ravensburg really are very keen on doing Disney Lorcana organised play. Yes. But with all these TCGs, it's about building your deck. It's picking up those booster packs, picking the best cards, maybe a specific colour or faction, and deciding what you want to go with in your deck. And as that game goes on, adding to that, building it, or building several decks. Yeah, and I think it's going to be once we know the gameplay, yeah. and that's the bit that's missing, because um, myself, whenever we've played any game, I prefer the sort of hit and smashing characters yeah. i'm not great at the strategy i'm not good at the long game and it is one of those that i want to know if i get that hades deck mm. is that going to be more strategic and am i am i gonna have the character i really want but have to do a different game style for it or am i going to be able to add other cards that allow me to kind of continue with that but we don't know the card cost seems to be fairly low at the moment which is quite like as in when you play a card yeah, what, yeah. from what we've seen it's like four we'll have five, to we'll have but... to see you it's just difficult to tell at the minute but we are, we but are I need eagerly, more information. eagerly awaiting <laughs> all of those things but with digimon and with one piece mm. again super popular games they've been putting out an app to teach you how to play the game yes. which has been a fantastic thing uh, to learn how to to play without having to go into a game store of course because of things like covid lockdowns all that stuff it's been even more important to do that but digimon was super popular as well sold out for the first few sets for a time but now it's been out for a few years we've seen so many sets and it's pretty it's it's a pretty popular game still it's really popular and i think it is something that not a lot of people know about mm. And uh, whenever we show it on stream, they uh, they go, what is this? And then when you get, turn around and you go, it's Digimon, it's like, yes, I know this. Yeah. I know this. what this is about. And they are amazing cards, although they all end in Mon. Yeah. Which I think gets quite repetitive. <laughs> but I imagine when you're actually playing the game rather than just opening the cards, yeah. you've got a lot of kind of opportunities. You've got the memory bank. Memory gauge. Memory gauge. Um, in the middle, but I feel like the gameplay between Digimon and Flesh and Blood is kind of similar. Similar but different. The memory gauge is a really interesting thing that comes from the the old Chrono Clash system, which is like a board game, essentially. They brought out from Naruto, Godzilla, uh, Evangelion as well. And it's a kind of push and pull system where I start with X amount of memory and I can spend as many as I want, yeah. but it pushes that much memory over to your side. So the more I spend, the more you have to use on your turn before it comes back to my turn. So it's an interesting push and pull mechanic uh, but with flesh and blood it is similar but it's your hand yeah so your hand has a certain amount of cards so the more cards i spend to do attacks to you the less i have to defend attacks that you do to me and so there are a few interesting things with flesh and blood it does literally put you into the role of a, a ranger uh, or someone from from a dnd session yeah. character creation um and the decks are built in that way as well so that yeah. you can pick 
that role. You pick that role, you pick that specific person, you pick Azalea, the ranger, or you pick Dorinthia, the warrior, um, and you build your deck towards that and try to hit your opponent. And the cool thing that's uh, slightly different again is you've got armor. So something that was said previously and something I listened to about Flesh and Blood is that you start as your best self. You You have your equipment, you have your sword, you're at full health. Yeah, you've got everything you need to attack and defeat your opponent. Whereas all the other games, it feels like you're building up. Yeah, that. and so that's a really interesting dynamic. <laughs> it it makes me feel a little bit sad. Like you start the game going, "Yeah, I'm awesome," <laughs> and you end the game going, "I just survived that." <laughs> yeah, that was that was just tough. Yeah, but it it's true. It is, and Flesh and Blood, you know, are obviously coming out with more and more sets, less sets than Digimon, but they're really chunky sets, and they're always introducing new things as well. We saw, and I don't think there's been a Flesh and Blood set that hasn't introduced something radically different. Um, with the second set, we had arcane damage, which is a new yeah. thing. In the third set, we had so many different characters and additions to all the other things that we had. In Monarch, we had light and dark characters for the first time. In They're all adding more and more and things. I think each kind of world with yeah. flesh and blood is expanding on what you know. You're not seeing the same area twice mm. at all. No, like, you're seeing... You're seeing new bits, even yeah. if you are. So, like in Dynasty, we've got this kind of, um, I don't know, kingly, almost feudal Japan kind of area that we've got going on Beautiful. with an emperor. Beautiful stuff. Um, but you've also got places like Everfest, which is a massive um, carnival. Carnival, yeah. That um. was the bit that, really, <laughs> like, that stood out in my mind because although it's kind of, I was about to say, it, it's all wrath, isn't it? Wraith. Wraith those words <laughs> when I have to say them out loud but you're you're exploring different and bits yeah I, for me coming from sort of the world of Warcraft mm-hmm. and things like that when you get that reveal of something new it's not just characters it's not just new stuff you can get you're learning more about the world you're engaging Absolutely. in and that is so powerful because if you are just a collector and you're not playing the game you can still experience that and yeah. you're not missing out on something that is purely gameplay related because mm. um, a lot of cards kind of there may be a new I was about to say new feature <laughs> but um, new mechanic new mechanic yeah so with magic and phyrexia we were talking about um, toxic. toxic yeah and that is great it doesn't really add anything to the card from a visual point of view. Like, you've just got yeah. a new word. Yeah, yeah. Yet, with flesh and blood, when we're exploring the new areas, we're getting those kind of new bits. And it's because it's a new game. It is. And the artwork is so beautiful as well. We, we talked so many times about artwork and how we are literally, I think, at the peak of really awesome TCG artwork. Not just with the main people, like not even just Flesh and Blood as well, who has stunning artwork, but even things like One Piece. We've had the first two sets and the artwork is stunning. I can't believe that manga background. Yeah, that manga background one as well. It was amazing. And like the foiling, (laughs) we're at a point where you're not just... It's not just shiny. It's not just got little bits of glitter on it. You've got the proper embossing. You've got the layers of the card. So when you're holding something it feels so special and when i like going back through my old pokemon cards mm. when i see the foiling <laughs> on it i go oh what you will become yeah because it's just from like this bit shiny yeah. to you've got depth you've got loads of that cold foiling cold foiling flesh and blood has been 
incredible the um the the kind of reversible cards that they got the double-sided ones yeah they're cold for dragons as well absolutely beautiful even things like soul forge stunning artwork really? not necessarily a tcg but along those similar veins great artwork keyforge as well um marvel so, champions marvel champions yeah marvel champions art has been fantastic too very true to that comic book style as well which yes. i really appreciate we talk about disney as well disney villainous again yes. it's along those similar paths it's characters you know in situations you've seen from the films but the art is just more it's enhanced which is absolutely fantastic and it, it definitely gives you something to look forward to yeah. i think with any board game trading card game living card game you're looking for that visual appeal because you're taking that time away from the screen often yeah. and you're looking at what's in front of you. I mean, this beautiful white table is <laughs> <Yeah>. is uh, <laughs> is incredible, but when you're doing an RPG, you're using your imagination with it unless you've got all the stuff there. The handy thing with the kind of trading card games is you've got that instant visual, this is what I'm looking at, yeah. this is what you're playing against with it. Um, and even like we were talking about it and we haven't actually brought up Yu-Gi-Oh yet yeah Yu-Gi-Oh Yu-Gi-Oh's art is incredible I, I mean the artwork got me to go back and watch I say go back <laughs> but to travel through time but to watch the series yeah. and it is amazing how much they they did in the series and that's god knows how many years it is old. and still visually really impressive and the rares have always been fantastic the the super rares the ultra rares the different kinds of rares those pharaonic rares that had the yes. different um hieroglyphs in the background of the cards even the ghost rares as well absolutely stunning they're almost mirror-esque yes um, and i think that was the bit for me when you get caught off guard by a card yeah. and you're just like I just need to stare at this. That's what happens. For a while. Every time we got a ghost rare. Even those dual terminal parallel rares from uh, Legendary Duelist. Yes. Which I know wasn't like super worth it, like loads, but they're stunning. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it's that, that moment of pause where you go, like, I don't know whether, do people go to art galleries anymore? Yeah. But like, when you walk past a painting or a picture and it just makes you stop. Yeah. Getting that, it from a pack that you you it's such a surreal experience and if you've never opened a pack of trading cards just any, ever honestly any pack any pack any pack recently has been fantastic just spend a couple of quid yeah give it a go and just see what you think of the experience because it is an experience it's not something you can really describe it's not but pokemon is another one that's been Fantastic as well. Not to say there's less fantastic. It's no. been the one of the, if not the top TCG in terms of everything. But Crown Zenith has been, a, the, to me, the highlight of how good the art has gone. Uh, we've opened so many packs and still, every time I see a pack of Crown Zenith, I'm a bit like, is that going to have the glaring gallery? Is that going to yeah. have that Swablu? Yeah, the gallery, st the trainer gallery, the glaring gallery stuff has added even more fantastic artwork into uh, Pokemon and then we've also had alternate arts that have been sought after that have been fantastic and beautiful too. The Galarian Gallery in Crown Zenith is genuinely some of my favourite artwork so of nice. Pokemon. The Hisuians of Rourke, the, the gold rares as well, just everything stands out and pops. So if you like Pokemon, love art, do check out Crown Zenith because it is, for me, like the, the peak of the artwork in Pokemon. And TCG. we got to see those um, Galarian Legendary Bird tins in on the tins. Friday? Yeah. 
Friday. Friday. Yeah, Friday's the day. Yeah. Um, and for me, I spoke about Articuno. Yeah. The, like, blue, the shimmer <laughs> and things. But even in the sort of Galarian form, mm. it still has that majestic quality yeah. to it. And the fact that you can get those tins and you get the packs and it's a lovely little gift. Yeah. It just says it all <laughs> for me. And I think Magic, we have the collector, the collector's packs. And even recently, those oil slicks from Complete. So nice. Again, just different arts. And Magic does this all the time. Different kinds of rarities, arts. We had the neon inks from uh, Kamigawa. Yes. We had, what did we have in, it was like the same glass kind of rare in... Yes, um, the like Art Deco yeah. style for Nuka Penna. And Phyrexia, it's... To me, because a lot of the artwork is quite stark, mm. it's that black and white, yeah. or it's the oil slick, it's that bit of being really impressive without being too showy. <laughs> and it seems silly to say, but it is the simplicity that makes it yeah. so gorgeous. And I really hope that uh, Disney Locana does these kind of things I as well so. i think so and i think we've seen the art and the art has been pretty nice yeah so um, hopefully there'll be like alternate versions or something like that i'm excited for lilo and stitch yeah. getting a moment in the sun <laughs> again because it's so good <laughs> um but we've also got loads of really interesting things coming up Lorcana's due out in august i yeah. believe so we've got a bit of time yeah but we do have flesh and bloods outsiders this coming week and so that's set up for friday and mm. the the kind of the map arts i don't even know what's called them i don't remember i think they're just marvels or, fe- or something like that of of the artwork they look like old school treasure maps or notes of something that uh, someone left behind they're very nice it's one of those that I try not to look at the artwork Mm. before we open them purely because it's spoiling it for myself but it's so hard to resist looking at it and Flesh and Blood website is really good as well so much information you can read up on all the lore Mm -hmm. so that is good highly recommend Flesh and Bloods uh, Outsiders, yeah, sets come out Friday. Booster boxes, you can pick those up. You get the, the lovely packs too. Chance of Paper. getting those beautiful ones. Paper recyclable packaging. We have as well. not even spoken about Haven't the even. Packs. Haven't even, yeah. <gasps> Paper recyclable packaging. So satisfying. They're very nice to open. <laughs> really, really nice. But also, if you're just getting into Flesh and Bloods, there are Blitz decks available with this release too. There are so many. Um, so do check those out if you haven't had the chance to play Flesh and Blood already. Pick up a couple of those, play with a friend. Uh, it's a really, really good way of experiencing the game. So a Blitz deck is similar to a Structure deck in Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, or, or a, a Starter deck or any or any deck. Well, going from <laughs> Flesh and Blood's fantasy world to Tainted Grail's fantasy world, an Arthurian kind of legend and lore. We've got this. That was a Kickstarter from a few years ago. One of the most popular things that Awakened Realms has done and a campaign game where you're in this Arthurian world, but you start as like a like a nobody, I think. Just a person. Just a person. Just and a you stand. have to struggle and survive your way through this mystical, magical world. Yeah. I'm, I don't know anything about it, and I think that's going to be interesting to go through in terms of gameplay yeah. for any other kind of games, but I know a lot of people rate loads of miniatures loads of stretch goals loads of expansions so if you love one of those heavy games from awakened realms we did we talked about Etherfields last week and it's along a similar vein 
and is a similar vein to ISS Vanguard as well. Do check that one out. It's a pretty cool one. Uh, in, again, in similar kind of fancy vein, we've got D&D's uh, Keys from the Golden Vaults coming out this week. Yeah, I really like the visuals I've seen of that because it was out in America last month, yeah. I think it was. So there was a fair bit being shared online. I think any kind of heist is quite fun. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing because I was going through my head. I'm like, what could I potentially play for D&D? And I was like, I ended up buying Keys of the Golden Vault. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I've recently done a Mission Impossible and James Bond kind of thing. So this makes perfect sense. So inside you've got 13 different heists okay. uh, from levels 1 to 11, yep. uh, which you can string together as a campaign or you can play them individually as one-offs or two-offs, depending on how fast your, your group goes through <laughs> these different things. I think the idea of having a group for a heist, yeah. is what, it just makes me go Ocean's Eleven yeah. as well. Like, Fast and Furious is another one for me. <laughs> try and like, right, we've got this thing we need to do, let's bring the gang back together. And for D&D... Yeah, it's perfect. It's, it's great. It's so good. Especially with chaotic groups that I know most DMs have. People who just want to do whatever or try and do it, but in a, the most roundabout way as possible. It's I'm looking forward to seeing how... Yeah. How many heists are actually pulled off? Well, we'll be, go- <laughs> we'll be going through the book as well later on this week, so do keep an eye out for that. But there's some cool stuff that I can go through. The limited edition alternate art cover is amazing, by okay. the way. It's, it's beautiful. It's like a vault with a key in it. It's great. <gasps> it's stunning. Um, but you've got the 13 different heists. You've got a little bit of background, if you want to, about the Golden Vault. They're a society that kind of brings in people to become thieves for them oh um, um like the secret circle for magicians sure <laughs> maybe sure. maybe i sure. don't know um didn't re- skim that part. <laughs> but before every mission they give you a little box with a key and okay. you put the key in it and it's like a song box that says your mission if you choose to accept it, <gasps> something 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 oh <laughs> it's probably different words i was gonna say is it gonna explode because that would be no but mine will mine will explode or disappear in magic yeah. or something that would be so good but that's gonna be cool and then another interesting feature i um, saw was that there are maps that a person will give you so if you're doing a thing for someone they might give you a map but it's okay. a, like a drawn crudely drawn map like hands and not the actual map of the thing because they might be missing some things they might not know the exact security camera kind of layout yeah. or whatever or patrol layout any oh, of that stuff it's so good <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cool idea so do make sure to to check that one out if you've got a D group and if you're looking to do like one shots or two shots or anything like that 13 different sessions there like candle keep like radiant of the citadel um beautiful one that's, really that's not what it's called. <laughs> is it, is it radi- um, uh, Adventures of the Radiant Zero? I want to say, I was going to say Lost, but now I'm thinking, <laughs> is that the Indiana Jones thing? Beautiful artwork. It's a very and nice book. There's seven different worlds, seven <laughs> different worlds with it, and lots of adventures rewritten as well. But, but yeah. Um, <laughs> is it Adventures of the Radiant Zero? That's what I'm thinking it is. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, resisting the urge to just <laughs> Google that deliberately left my phone and everything over in the beyond, so that I don't just go like <laughs> I need this information. But in terms of other pretty things, Azul is getting a smaller version. Yeah, lovely game, very visual. Loved the I want to say the Summer Glass House one, but the Azul's got lots of different expansions yeah. as well as the core game and. Um, and this is a mini version of the base game. It's very tactile yeah. as well from what I've I've 
I've seen yeah. of the It's dome. got a little plastic tray, I think, in this mini version does, so you, it, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, if you're looking for Azul for a portable version of it, or if you've never played Azul before, do check this one out, um, because it is a small version, you can take it with you, and you can give it a go. I think Azul Mini and Hive would be yeah. ones that I would put in a, a bag or suitcase for a weekend away. Very nice. That would be my go-to choices, although I've not actually seen Azul Mini in the flesh to know whether that's a <laughs> I think choice. so I think it's like yeah yeah um, but we start with Pokemon we'll end with Pokemon because there's the new Pokemon TCG Professor's Tournament collections for Clara and Cyrus Cyrus yes not Miley Cyrus yeah this makes a lot more <laughs> sense now <laughs> yeah, but, but um, that should be really nice they're pretty cool they're like the Marnie one that came before um, and there was another one as well um, uh, Professor Juniper Juniper yeah, yeah. Um, and they've got sleeves in them, they've got packs in them, they've got promo cards in them as well. So if you're looking for some of these bits, do make sure to check those out as well. Um, yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, we had the World Tournament decks. Uh, the Championship decks, Championship yeah. decks a couple of weeks ago. We had the um, Galarian Legendary Burtons last week. And I think it's going to be a really nice way to kind of move into Scarlet and Violet. Yes, very well. soon. Very, very soon, and I know a lot of people are excited to be playing that. A lot of people have been playing the game. Yep. Anyway, so if you have been playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet and you're thinking about starting playing the TCG, the decks could be a really good way. Packs. Packs. <laughs> a really good way of getting into it, but getting a battle deck or something. There are other deck decks, yeah. Would be nice for that as well. Yeah. But that, it's got a bit. Yeah. Um, there are a few releases this week, so yeah, do get excited for those. Uh, and we will be detailing some of them in the rest of the week. We're going to be doing some magic as well for the rest of the week as well. So. Yeah, we've got the Easter bunnies available on the website. So if you're thinking magic, if you're thinking top hats, that's not what we're doing on stream. <laughs> we will be opening Magic the Gathering. Yes. So that is it for this second episode yeah. of the Chaos Cast. We made it. We did. And uh, we'll see you next time. We will see you next week. Or actually, Cast. we won't. Well, unless you're watching it, but you'll hear us next time. You could hear us next time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or you can see us on stream. We stream every single weekday. So do make sure to check us out across all the different platforms. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.